All right, we're back with your favorite wrestling podcast, the Malapert Smart hey, Wrestling hey. Podcast, coming to you from the gates of hell. It's me, Kahan. Look, I'm here at the gates it's of hell. hell. <laughs> All right. I'm that's here at. Is that what you nicknamed your your apartment? You <laughs> I'm here at the Kane's old apartment before he became mayor. This is where he used to I live. See. I see. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Well, good to see you guys again. We got our three man crew back together. I got the wrestling expert, Vlad. Are you there? Can you hear us? I'm. I can hear you if you can oh. hear me. Okay, all right. It's, it's working now. We got that iPad working good. And uh, Vlad, thank you for coming on. Uh, we got a, an interesting week of wrestling to discuss again. Robert, you missed last week. You had work, but thank you for coming back. You know, Robert. Robert's a big part of the show. Thank you for being a part of the show, man. You're already a, a candidate for uh, the Malapert Smart Hall of Fame. Oh, man. That, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Uh What's your situation? You've been watching every show this week? Or I, no, what? no. I what I watched uh, from SmackDown. I only saw the Bloodline segment. I saw Collision, um, and then from Raw, I only saw the highlights from um, from the Judgment Day. Like all, all the all the bits that involved the Judgment Day. That's that's all the only thing I saw. And, okay. And then I saw Dynamite. All right, well that's good. We could fill you in, I guess. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff already. That's yeah. pretty much most of the important stuff. We we had to sift through a lot of wrestling this week to find the good stuff, but there were some good stuff. We'll we'll mention some of the bad stuff. We don't we don't rip everything to shreds here just because we're disrespectful malaperts. If something is good, we're gonna we're gonna give it a do. All right. So the last thing we discussed was uh, last week's dynamite. So what we usually do on the show here is uh, we go through uh, what we haven't discussed. So we're going to start at SmackDown from last week, which was uh, July 7th. And I know it's a little bit old, but it doesn't matter. You know, this is uh, this is the show everyone waits to hear what we have to think. You know, the Usos think they're the ones, but no. We're the ones that everybody's waiting to see <laughs> what they got to say about this That's shit. Right. All right. So let's go through this. SmackDown, and me and Vlad were texting while we were watching this that, yeah, this is going to start the show for us because this was good. This was from Madison Square Garden, and this was a, a tribal court, this time called by the Usos, after they defeated Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa at the Money in the Bank. And uh, so the, Roman Reigns comes out, and he's like, I'm the only one who can call tribal court because he's the tribal chief, right? He has the authority to do that. But the Usos say, nah, they're not going to be pushed around anymore. And uh, they show them a highlight reel of their, the abuse that they've received. And uh, Roman's defense is that he did what he had to do to stay on top, and he did it for the family. He And he was WrestleMania main event before the bloodline. So the bloodline are the ones who actually need him more. And he says he bent his moral compass for the family. Which I thought that was actually a good point. I mean, he did make the Usos. The Usos were nothing before they were part of the bloodline. So anyways, before I get your comments, let me go ahead and ro roll through this segment. I know uh, summary reviews are 
it's not the uh, it's not the most. Uh, you remember when we used to write essays in school? I would kind of write a little summary sometimes before I went into my point, and the teacher would always say, "No, don't summarize. I know what happened." But in this case, there's been so much wrestling. I think summary reviews are kind of nice to hear. I like how people like. I like how people like the different ways people summarize the show. It's kind of funny to me. It's amusing. So let me uh, roll through this segment just to refresh your memories, and I'll, I'll uh, get your comments on it after we're done. So after uh, Roman gave his defense for how he's been acting and how he's been abusing his cousins, he said that uh, he was tired and he didn't want to do it anymore. So he took off his tribal chief necklace and put it on Jay kneels before him, cries, <laughs> actually shed a yes. tear, yeah. which was incredible. It was. Um, I love that. Yes. I mean, I, I would like to know if it was true or if they have some kind of gimmick tear that they could put on. But anyways, so he looks like it looks like he's going to pass off the tribal chief honor to Jay Uso, but instead he low blows him. Okay. And then it's on. Jimmy attacks Roman. Solo takes Jimmy out. And Solo Solo has this dramatic moment where uh, he has the tribal chief necklace in his hands. And the crowd is saying, put it on, put it on. Like, like I guess if he puts it on, that would make him tribal chief immediately, right? <laughs> By the way, uh, Robert, I don't know if you knew, because I did some research on this, on this necklace that these Samoans wear. You want to know what it's, it's called? A um, ulafala. And it's, it's made from the seeds of the fruit of the panadanus tree. Pandanus tree. Okay. And it's painted red. It's not actually red, but they painted red for aesthetics. And high chiefs of Samoan, of Samoan culture wear them on special occasions. So I think that's why we've seen Roman usually wear them at his pay-per-view matches and, you know, not on every single show. But, yeah... Okay, so Solo has this moment where he's holding the necklace and the crowd is saying, put it on, put it on, you know, which I think is a little funny that, you know, they're kind of pushing Solo pretty hard here to even consider him as, like, a tribal chief leader. But okay. Um, so he thought about it. He looked at it real dramatic. And uh, he was about to give it to Roman when he gets blindsided. So the melee continues, and it ended with Roman and Solo beating up the Usos and sending Jimmy... To the hospital. So that was this segment. This angle returns later in the show, but before we get to that, uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes if you include the one commercial break they had for Roman's entrance, but this was a big block of show to start the show. No wrestling, just, you know, an angle, a storyline angle, but let's hear your guys' comments on this. I know I was gushing over it. I really enjoyed it, but Vlad, we'll start with you. This was great. What else can you say? I don't. I don't want to take up too much time, but this was so entertaining. The the this angle has been great from the beginning, and even though I had some issues like post WrestleMania, um, like how is this going to continue? Where is it all going to go? It's been really good. Can you guys see me, by the way? Yeah, we can see you. Yeah, we yeah, hear you. Hearing. Oh, okay. Just I wasn't sure, but anyways. Um, yeah, so this was so entertaining. That Roman Reigns is doing some incredible work as far as just the acting ability. I know that's not really like really thought of in wrestling, but like you know, it, you want to kind of make an angle believable, and he's 
really making it quite believable with what he's saying, how he's behaving, what he's doing. I mean, he is definitely the reason that this angle is as good as it is because, you know, he's so over whether he's getting booed or whether he's getting cheered. But anyways, it was great stuff. I mean, and the fact that it went 40 minutes or whatever, I'd rather watch two hours of this than watch two hours of a regular SmackDown anytime, any day, given what we usually get on SmackDown. So, again, I don't want to take up too much time on it because it was fantastic, but a lot of stuff with Roman Reigns is fantastic. So, And this was just another example of just a great wrestling moment, angle, whatever you have you. Robert, give us some thoughts. I loved it. Um, I, I I talked to Vlad about it before, where like, um, you know, I, I I would think I would think that was a legit tear, uh, but like I, I couldn't yeah. like if you if you asked me to cry right now, I wouldn't be able to do it. So for him to be able to pull it off like that live, that that takes some talent, man. So I was very impressed by it. Um, man, this once again this this angle is just. The gift that keeps on giving in wrestling. Um, hey, so to you, Robert, first, because I've heard I've heard it bantied about that he might get nominated for an Emmy. Do you think that they should accept this nomination, or would no. that sell out the business as fake? Okay. <laughs> um, hold up. <laughs> yeah, to... All right. To... I have to think of this like relatively speaking, right? I mean, like you. I'm not gonna compare him to actual like you know actors and you know TV shows, but relatively speaking, compared to like you know, um, what's presented in you know wrestling, this was very very good. <laughs> but I don't know about an Emmy. <laughs> what about you, Vlad? How about an Emmy for Roman Reigns? Yeah. I mean, hey, I I'd give him a couple Emmys. I mean, who cares about the Emmys? Just give him give him whatever. But no, but it would be ridiculous, obviously. You know, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, selling out the business that ship has sailed. But as far as just the fact that like a wrestler getting an Emmy, it seems pretty nuts. And I don't really think we should go that direction. But it's WWE, so like you know, they consider themselves more of a soap opera entertainment than they do an actual sports-based wrestling company. So maybe why not? Maybe somehow Vince could push for something like that to happen, like where his, one of his wrestlers gets nominated for an Emmy somehow. I don't know, but uh, no, I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> hey, uh, all right, well, one more thing before I move on. So that, that part where he knelt down and he passed off, looked like he was yeah. going to actually pass off the tribal chief honor to Jay Uso. Any of you actually think like that, he was actually going to do that, or were you waiting for the no, swerve? No, no, I, no, I think no, he was I, crying was and everything. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was an obvious swerve because why all of a sudden would he just hand it over to him just because that he lost the one match? It didn't really make any sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I saw the swerve coming, and it was still entertaining and interesting, uh, nonetheless. But you know, all credit to Roman and. Not only is this angle entertaining, but it's also like drawing a lot of money. Like they're getting huge and and, and huge ratings, ratings and money. Anytime yeah. they're on TV, they're on TV, or this is like a major draw for one of their you know premium live events, whatever they call them. 
Um, you know, so yeah, it's it's great all across the board. You can't really say too much negative about it just because it's entertaining, people are watching it, and it's making everybody money that's involved. So pretty good. All right, then let's move along. Um... So at the end of the show, I'm yeah. just going to skip to, uh, let's stick to this angle. At the end of the show, uh, Jay Uso does return from, you know, accompanying Jimmy to the hospital. And uh, he wants to, you know, confront Roman. So he, he does. Roman comes out to, you know, have one more pro- promo segment to close. And uh, Jay comes in, attacks Solo, then goes to town on Roman with the chair shots. More chair shots on Solo for good measure. And he closes by saying he's the judge, jury, and executioner of the trial of the, of the tribal chief, and that he's gonna get him. He's got to get him. So I guess we're in for another Jay Uso, um, Roman Reigns feud, coming up. I guess so. Uh, any thoughts about that, or I'll move on. I mean, I I got what happened on the rest of the SmackDown here. Not very much, honestly. I could list it just to show that ugh, nothing but this, you know. But, um, wait, before I move on, no one has any other thoughts about that, right? Not really. Not really. Not really. I mean, it's going to be fine. It, it's, 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 a, it's a good progression to, to the angle. I know that they've had a few before, but I think it's, given everything that's happened within the last couple of years, I think it's actually now going to be even better than their previous matches and work. So, we'll see. Oh, all right. So, just to list some other stuff on this show, what Edge was on the Grayson Waller effect uh, Grayson Waller, God, reminds me of Sean Spears. You know, he could be a good worker, but they're just not figuring out a good way to get his personality onto the show. You know, I don't like the Grayson Waller effect. I wasn't interested in the match with Edge. I really didn't pay attention to it. Um, AJ Styles, Karrion Cross, good match, short match. And then they had uh, Bianca and Asuka and Charlotte have a, a little brouhaha and EO Sky teased cashing in, but yeah. no one's going to let her cash in because all three of those girls want that belt. But that was a decent segment. But overall, yeah. It's, that was a decent segment. Yeah. It was just Bloodline stuff. This this show was all about that first 40-minute chunk of Bloodline stuff, which was fine. It carried the show and made the show. You know, I don't mind that there wasn't really much else. But anyways, that was SmackDown. Okay. Next night on Saturday was Collision. AEW, Saturday Night Show. And I was texting with Vlad before I get on with the summaries that I thought this was a pretty damn good show. I almost gave it an A. I'll give you guys the reason why I didn't give it an A a little later on. But we start with CM Punk. He says uh, he needs to fill people in on his history with Joe, which is true because they're not like heavyweight boxing champions. They were fighting on Ring of Honor. Like nobody fucking saw it. So he, he fills everyone in. Uh, he hypes it up. They've been hyping this matchup a lot. Punk says it's the most important match of his life. I don't know about that. Okay, whatever. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he that's said. Kind of, it. That's kind of overstating it. <laughs> yeah, I know. They got to sell the show, though. Good job selling the show. You know, you always got to say that. You always got to say this match is the most important match of my life. Uh, okay, you know, Cena at Money in the Bank, but okay. Um, so this match is 18 years in the making. I'm just going to skip to the match before I talk about the rest of Collision. But uh, at the end of the show, they had their match. It was hard fought, and Punk won with a roll-up. And um, 
Punk was going to shake hands with Joe like he thought it was like Ring of Honor. They were going to show respect, but Joe really couldn't handle the loss and choked his ass out. So um, what did you guys think of this Joe, little Joe Punk feud that they kind of threw together? Um, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, Robert, go ahead. You go ahead. It was, it didn't, for me, it didn't live up to the hype. <laughs> yeah. I, don't cool. know. I mean, it wasn't bad, but like the way it was built up, it just didn't live up to the what I was, you know, expecting from it. I know. Well, before I say what I think, what about you, Vlad? Did you did you like this feud? What? Well, who's to say that it's over? You guys are making it seem like, you know, like based on what happened in the show, it's going to continue and they're probably going to have a pay-per-view match. So, yes, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I think they'll have a better bet down the line. I don't think they need to give it give it all away at the at the weekly televised show that they have, uh, especially if they're planning to do it again. So I'm, I thought it was a good, solid match. I thought, obviously, Punk going over is the right decision, but if they could do some kind of squeak finish for Joe wins, I wouldn't have been against that either. But either way, they should have continued it because I think there's they could definitely – there's something there where they could, like, draw some money together. So I, it's not over is my, the major point I'm trying to make. Okay. All right. Well, that match, though, I guess was just okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on with the rest of Collision. Starks and Hobbs. Okay. Here's my major criticism of this episode. Good matchup. They had a good match. Very, you know, hard hitting. Good, good quality match, I thought. And then the, the interference came at the end when QT came in. That's where it went sideways. He trips up Ricky Starks. Ref is distracted with QT. But Hobbs hits his finishing move and gets the pinfall. But QT is pleading with Aubrey Edwards to turn around and count the pin. And Kevin Kelly had the best line of the night. <laughs> he goes, QT is trying to tell her, but QT has no credibility. No referee will ever listen to him. <laughs> so I love this commentary crew. Never thought I'd hear Desmond Wolf or, or what's his name? Nigel McGinnis. Nigel. Nigel, Nigel McGinnis, McGinnis. Yeah. Never thought he would be like, you know, color commentator on a major show from when I remember him in TNA. But, man, this commentary crew makes this show, the whole look of it, uh, the seriousness of it, the fact that they have more serious wrestlers. This, to me, was a pretty damn good episode. But this was the chance for Hobbs to take out QT and leave QTV. And the crowd would have popped huge. They were waiting for it so bad. It was right there for the taking. Kind of like Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania. This should have happened right uh-huh. here. And that would have made this Whoa. show an A show to me. Because with the match, with the tag team eliminator match that came later, with the Punk and Joe, if they had this happen, I think it would have been a pretty damn solid show overall. But it didn't happen. And uh, what's her name? Harley Cameron steps in in front of Hobbs and saves QT Marshall's life. Um, I would have popped huge for uh, Hobbs to have wiped out QT Marshall there. I don't know. Did anyone else get that thought or no? Was I the only one? Um, well, <laughs> I don't want to say you were the, <laughs> I don't want to say you were the only one that thought that he should, yes, beat the crap out of QT, but I also don't think he should have ever been with QT to begin with, so it's a double-edged sword, but I I don't know what they're doing with Hobbs. I, I, you know, I, I remember they had those 
I don't want to spend too much time on it. I know we're trying to save time, but I, I remember they had those promos back in the day where he was like talking about his wiping blood from the from his house, and he was like so serious. It was looking like he was going to go places, but now uh, I don't know what's going on with him and why he's in this silly stuff with with QT and that the group of rejects. But anyways, but anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what what else can you call that ridiculous group that he's got there? He's got yeah. Robert, were you were you were you waiting for that to happen? Were you waiting for him to leave QTV, or what? Were are you fine with this whole? With I didn't. Angle? I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. I mean, that, that's I fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna just cut to the end and say I was gonna give this show an A minus, but because they didn't do that angle. I'm going to give it like a B plus. But before uh, I get your grades, I'll just go through the last couple things on this show. Uh, Miro had another one of his segments uh, where um, he came out of his uh, confrontation with God, a stronger man. Uh, he says, nobody can hurt a man who has no one to love and nothing to covet. So he's going to go solo now, you know, which I think is a good point. You know, I think having family and loved ones is like a, a weakness because it, it gives your enemy someone to attack, really. Um, so he says he's going to go on his own. He won't be tempted from the path by a false god or a double-jointed hot wife. He must face the path alone, and a big battle is imminent. <laughs> okay, another good segment from Miro. Uh, what else did they do? Um, Willow and Athena. I'm actually looking forward to this match as a women's match, but um, that's just me. I'm good. I mean, I think that's a good matchup. I uh, think so too. Uh, but it's going to be tomorrow on Rampage, um, as of right now that mm. we're recording. So Julia Hart beats a jobber. Love her look. At least they make her work with someone that she can work with and look good with. So I didn't see anything bad about that. You know, I know she's not the best, but she's she's okay. Um, House of Black, uh, I guess I'll ask you guys' opinion about this feud. They're continuing to mess with Andrade. Uh, they say Andrade is using this mask that they stole from him as a crutch, like a baby uses a teddy bear. And uh, Andrade is interviewed in the back, and uh, he, he explains the significance of the mask, what it signifies to him, uh, that when he goes into battle, he's, he wears the mask, and you know when he's outside in his regular life without the mask, he's a businessman. But he says he's willing to fight Malachi Black, Black to the death over this, over this mask. <laughs> uh, I'll start with Vlad. You got any thoughts on Malachi Black and Andrade feud? It's a big deal on Collision. It's one of their big, big angles. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite. I don't hate Andrade. I think he, he can work, and he's proven in some matches where he can do Things well, and obviously Malachi Black can work, but um, I I don't know. Uh, there's something missing here. I, well, plus it's also kind of hard to. I know that uh, Andrade tried to make an emphasis of talking slower in this in this last promo. He even made it like he's gonna talk. Even said I'm gonna talk slower so we could understand <laughs> like maybe five words instead of three words or two words. But anyways, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying I, I'm not really feeling it exactly, but it's it's just okay. It's not bad. It, it's not terrible. Like it's not terrible. It's not Robert. Bad. It's is it terrible stuff on Dynamite? But it's okay. It's just okay. is it too silly that they're fighting over a mask? I mean, it's happened in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's not the 
worst angle I've seen in wrestling. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not like really annoyed by it, but you know, the the people involved, I'm I'm I, I am a fan of. So at least you know, we get some good matches with them. It's cool, but I'm not particularly fond of the angle though. <laughs> Yeah, it's very average, but okay. I mean, the, the they got to get these workers in there somehow with some angles, so that's what they came up with. I'm not too uh, excited by this either. But what we were excited for was this tag team eliminator match between Juice Robinson and Jay White against FTR, which the commentators here, again, the commentary, Robert, for the first time they made me understand what an eliminator match was. Because I was always like, why do they call it an eliminator match? Why don't they call it a non-title match? But they kept pressing it into our heads that if they lose, they're eliminated from getting a tag title match until the title changes hands. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can never work with that. this. I can never work. I never knew that. I watch every one yeah. of these shows, and I Three never knew that. And, and never knew that. <laughs> and they kept, they kept banging it into our head. Nigel McGuinness kept saying, you know, this is not fair because they have to win twice. They should have just got a title shot off the bat. So I thought they built that up very well. They explained it well. And this was a, a pretty much, I don't know, close to a five-star match. I don't know if I saw anything bad about it. It wasn't the most exciting ending to it, but it was it was very, very, very exciting. Uh, you guys want to give yeah. your thoughts on this? I'll start with Robert. How about the... We're talking, about F- the we're talking about FTR against Juice and uh, Jay White in their Eliminator match last week. Okay. Um, well, Vlad already knows this because I already told him. Um, like, I, I was watching this from... When I was watching this match, I was... It was a great match in general, but I was also, like, in, in my head, I was thinking of how bad Jay White's booking has been prior to the start of Collision. They made him really. They made him look really, really weak. And I've watched his run in um, New Japan when he was like, uh, when he was like kind of dominating everybody. He they they made him look really, really strong in New Japan. He looked really good. So when he when he came over to AEW, um, his booking was horrible. They made him look like trash, honestly, to, in my opinion. And I, I felt bad for like anybody who never watched his New Japan run, and this is all they had to see from him, they they wouldn't know what he's capable of. So with this match, uh, I kind of had that in mind, like, all right, they're finally starting to make him look good. Juice Robinson, too, also, so I don't want to, like, forget about him. So um, I I enjoyed it in, you know, multiple levels, because first of all, it was a great match, but then I had that in mind, like, People are finally get to see what uh, Jay White is capable of, uh, capable of, and also Juice yes. Robinson. Very so, impressive. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. I was very impressed with Jay White here. Liked it a lot. Vlad, give give us some quick thoughts about this match. I mean, it was great. This was just was it a five star? You watched it? Yeah. Well, I mean, to quote Dave Meltzer, it was. At least four and three quarters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. It was close. It was. It was. It was as close as you get. I mean, if I have to, I didn't really think about it in those terms. If it's a five star match, because but I just knew that it was really good. Like to be honest, the, until you asked me, I didn't really think about it in those terms. Like five. Is it a five star match? Yeah. Exactly. Slightly flat but ending, it, I think. Slightly flat ending. I mean, a very exciting like run home, but I thought the ending was a little flat. Uh, Juice yeah, Robinson. Well, there was a. There was a stretch where they were doing some amazing stuff, 
like the last again like last five minutes or last maybe five to eight minutes so good like how hard they were working was incredible like the stamina that it takes to actually wrestle that type of match and do what they were doing uh it was incredible but um and you you don't really see that on on the other show on the wednesday show well uh, if you're gonna talk like about that. if you're gonna talk about stamina they got two out of three falls coming up next week when know. they do their actual title match that's gonna be very I'm new far, japan I'm huh robert forward to that i'm really <laughs> great match. Yeah. it's gonna be a great match and not because of anything to do with new japan it's just gonna be great you know, they I'm should uh, the work. That should be a two-hour match. That should be like the entire show. <laughs> <laughs> it might be an hour well, for all we know. It's, it's going to be a three-hour show, isn't it? There's, there's oh yeah, they got battle, battle of the, belts. the belts. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah they're going to give them some time. Now that now that you mentioned that, all right, real quick. So the other thing they had on Collision was a Sean Spears package. Um, they're going to give him another chance. He's one of those guys that I say good worker, but they just can't figure anything out to make people interested in him. You know. It's tough, though. It's tough. I don't know. They're going to give him a chance. He says he's going to that dark place, the dark place that he usually goes to, to face off against Luchasaurus and Christian. And the last thing on the show was Scorpio Sky against Action and Dreddy, which I thought was a good match and a good way to make Scorpio Sky return. So I already gave you guys my uh, grade. I said B+. I don't know if this show is too far in your rearview mirror to make a grade for it. What do you guys think? Rob, uh, Vlad, sorry. Did you... Uh, Oh, Vlad's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Vlad's gone. He didn't want to give his opinion. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Let's see if he comes back. All right, all right. Let's go with Robert. Robert, uh, yeah, what did you think I, of? I would agree. B, well, maybe B. B? I'll, I'll go with B, yeah. Man, I thought it was yeah, overall. That's, that's a good grade, I think, honestly. Like, it, it's hard to get an A nowadays, so. Yeah, that's true. You gave Forbidden Door a B, so I think that's not bad that you gave this a... a and yeah. a B also. Okay, yeah. fine. Did you have a grade for Collision? Uh, Robert gave it a B. Uh, I would probably agree with that. I was I'm B. thinking a B. There was, All right. Yeah, B. I, yeah. So I think I think there was good there was good stuff, good matches, but there was also some stuff that could have been a bit better. So overall, yeah, B's fair. All right. All right. Let me move on. So I got uh, July tenth. Uh, now we got WWE Raw, and uh, Robert, you said you uh, followed a lot of the. Judgment Day storyline, which was I a big only, chunk well, of the show. I, I, on on YouTube, there was the highlights of just the Judgment Day segment, so that that's what I watched. I didn't see anything else from Raw, so okay. ju just the Judgment Day stuff. That was mostly it. I'll tell you what else happened, but okay. that was pretty much it. Um, so listen, Damian Priest should be the champion right now because not on this Raw, but on the previous Raw, he had Seth Rollins dead Senor to rights. Senor Money in the Bank. Yeah, and Senor yeah, Money in the right. Bank. <laughs> Senor Money in the Bank was going to cash it in, and Finn Balor ruined it for him. So they had, they're they a little bit at odds, even though they're in the same group, so they have some drama to sift through on this show. And uh, so it starts off with Finn Balor coming out and saying that um, Damien ruined it for him at Money in the Bank, which was true. Why did Damien come out during Finn's? He should have just let him, but he wanted to be right there in case he had a chance to cash it in. It distracted Finn. Then Finn did the same thing to him on Raw, so they're kind of at odds. They don't want to talk right now, but Rhea is going to play the peacemaker and, you know, the head of the family type of character, which I thought she was extremely impressive in this episode. Really put her over here. She was all over this episode. 
all over. She's just interrupting people's interviews backstage, left and right. Uh, I'll ask you later on if there's any chance that they might be using her too much. But okay. Uh, so Dom Dominic Mysterio was slated to fight Seth Rollins on this show. And um, that uh, so that match gets interrupted by Sammy and KO because Rhea Ripley interrupted their interview, right? So they were getting interviewed, and they're like, well, we're going to win the tag team champ. Rhea's just going to win the title from everybody. She's going to win the tag title. She's going to win the women's tag title. She's going to win everything. She also confronted the women's tag champions. She was just bossing all of, everyone all over around this show. So anyways, um, Rhea put them to talk. She put Finn and Damien to talk and air out their problems, and they figured it out. Right? They figured it out. They said that Finn is going to be the guy to get the first shot, and I guess Damien's going to go after him, which is weird because, okay, what if Finn wins? Then is Damien just going to sit on his briefcase for the rest of the time? But, okay, they had a six-man to end the show, all these guys. It was uh, Sammy and KO and Seth Rollins against the Judgment Day guys. And, uh, you know, no cash-in. But the Judgment Day did come out ahead in the end, and they're back together as a family. Um, I'll start with Robert. I'll start with the question I gave you earlier. Rhea Ripley's in every segment on every show, basically. She was on NXT the next night, too. Is there any chance that they're kind of using her too much because everybody obviously is in love with her? No. (laughs) (laughs) They can keep using her for, you know... I, I don't mind it at all. <laughs> yeah, she should be on commentary too. We'll put her on the cut the commentary table. Make make her everybody's yeah. manager. Okay, I don't well, know. Is there a way? That, is, mommy is not a bad thing. Is there a way we could just put her picture like at the corner of the screen, like all the time or something or what? <laughs> Anyways, I'm not com- I'm not complaining either. But it is a lot of judgment day. Before I get through, uh, what else they threw at us on this uh, raw is war episode. Um. Vlad, you got any thoughts on this whole Judgment Day angle, Finn Balor, uh, Damian Priest, them chasing after Seth? What do you think of all this? You know, I'm not as huge a fan of the group as maybe others are. I think individually they're pretty good. Like, I think Dominic and Rhea are great. I think Priest is good probably would be better by, maybe by himself. Um, and and the same thing for Finn, I think he'd be better by himself. Like, the group is fine, but uh, I don't know. They just they still come out with, like, there's nothing really spooky about them. They come out with, like, a spooky music, but there's not really a spooky group. They were spooky when Edge was their leader. You know, that made more sense why they were called kind of like a Judgment Day type thing. I think, like, individually they're fine as a group. Uh, I, you know, and plus they haven't really been booked that strong until – quite recently where they're starting to win a little bit, but they've been kind of losing almost entirely for the most part, all, any big match that they're in. So, Well, speaking of them... They're still out, yeah, but good. Speaking of them not being menacing, I was going to get to it later, but I'll mention it now since we're on the topic. They were also on NXT the next night, very heavily featured. I oh, guess wow. uh, Trick Mello uh, kind of called them out or something, so they went in to pass judgment on... Uh, hmm. On uh, on them on them two guys that uh, they confronted them, uh, Trick and Mello Carmelo Hayes held their ground. Didn't they didn't really seem intimidated by them, 
And but you know, Judgment Day was. I thought they seemed menacing. I mean, I don't know. I thought they did a good job putting those those two youngsters over. Um, Vlad watched NXT. I think he wasn't impressed by it. He watched first time he's watched NXT in a long. Even though they had a, a heavily Judgment Day uh, featured on the show, you didn't think it was a good episode, yeah. huh? So you're not gonna watch and you're not gonna continue watching NXT. You say there was one good thing to watch from it, the whole show. I would say that was the Ilya Dragunov and Braun Breaker match, which was really really good. That was yeah. a great match. Uh, um, Dragunov was such a good worker. I mean, both guys are in, in their own way. Like you know, just uh, Braun Breaker just looks great. Like he looks like a Steiner, you know, like a great wrestler. But you yeah. said, but you said uh, there's too much silliness on the show. What about Raw? Raw had a lot of silliness on the show too. What about that segment with? with well, Robert didn't see it, but uh, they had a a segment where Maxine Dupree graduates from the Alpha Academy, and they had 20 minutes where they offered her like, you know, a diploma and everything. And they were, you know, come on. I mean, that was an NXT segment, pretty much. Haven't I said that Raw is one of the worst wrestling shows? In like all of like wrestling, possibly. I mean, Raw is terrible. It's a three-hour, uh, you know. I don't. I don't want to say cluster fuck, but it kind of is a, a little bit. You know, it's, it's like it's not a cluster fuck. You know, it's organized. Yeah. It's just a little slow and boring. Uh, it's too well, long. It, 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 well, it's really long. Three three hours is too much. That's yeah, it's, it's long, it is. It is too much. A lot of a lot of fluff, a lot of filler, like that, like that segment I mentioned. But my point is, Vlad. It, you know, in in wrestling in general, there's a lot of bad stuff, and we have to sift yeah. through a lot of bad stuff to get to the good stuff. And there is some good stuff on NXT. I don't see... But there wasn't enough good stuff for me to come back. I think I would watch if I knew that there would be, like, another... I might keep an eye on Braun Breaker, or maybe Ilya, or I, I don't really like their champion that much. Like, what is that, Carmelo Hayes? He didn't, doesn't really appeal to me. He just looks like another guy. I don't understand why Breaker is just not like dominating that whole division. Like, what? Who's well, Carmelo Hayes? Listen, before I move on to the rest of Raw, like a regular guy. But that's it. Listen, but that's sorry to interrupt you. Before I move on to the rest of Raw, let me just get Robert's opinion about what you just said. Uh, are you a fan of Judgment Day? So, I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of them now than I was when they initially started. I didn't care for them at first, but they are sort of starting to grow on me. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're interesting now, I guess. Uh, but you know, they're not like you know NWO level. When, when sure, I mean, look, I like everybody in this group. Like Vlad said, individually, they're all good. I think um, they, they I think grew it, on me for sure. That, I'll, they, I'll say that. I def, look, I like this group. I don't think it's the group that's the problem. Dominic and Rhea are killing it. Damien's killing it. Finn, to me, is good. I like him. And I think it's the booking. It's this weird storyline with Seth, you know, that they're trying to cash in on Seth. Seth is annoying. Seth comes in with a bunch of chick, a bowl of chicken and laughs like an idiot. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's the thing that they're involved with Seth. No. But, it was an issue. Be- it was way before Seth. There's been an issue with the group for me from the beginning, but it was before Seth. So it's not all on Seth. Okay. Why this group is, isn't just all right. It, but well, anyways, I don't. I don't mind the Judgment Day. I mean, if you want, look. There's other things on the show that look. Let me just go through the oh. list of what else. I mean, we had Sh- Shayna and Ronda. Before you do real quick. Before you do real quick, I just want to say that's why I would really don't mind a lot of Rhea is because of what else is on this show. Like, <laughs> like yeah, sure, Rhea's on a lot, but, like, was on a lot this past week, but 
look at everything else that was there. Like she could have been even on more for all I cared compared to the, the crap, other crap that it gave us. Yeah, we had. Well, I mentioned the Alpha Academy segment. Shayna and Ronda. God, I don't think anyone cares about that. Uh, Riddle and Drew McIntyre involved with Imperium. Oh. God, not really into that either. Uh, Zoe and Trish against Becky. I I don't know. Okay. It's okay, but I'm not. It's not too hot for me either. And then we had the Miz and Champa, which uh, had they had a really crazy hardcore match. But also, um, I don't know. That's all I got to say about Raw. I don't know. I don't even want to give it a grade. I think it was just it was okay. It was like not bad, not great. Yeah, this was it was bad. It was it was bad. I'd probably give it like well, I usually give like a dynamite episode somewhere between like a, a C minus or a, I'll give it a C. A, a, a I'll give it a C. A C. I think it's a, yeah I think it was, somewhere between a C and a D. I oh, and Cody. Cody had a a, a big oh, long yeah, dramatic yeah. promo too. I don't know if you saw that right. one, Robert. No. But anyways. Let me move on. We got the last show to talk about. Uh, let's let's run through this real quick because Robert's getting tired. I can see him yawning. Uh, we got That's AW Dynamite, which is the staple of the Malapert Smarts. Without Dynamite, the Malapert Smarts would not exist. To be honest, we uh, <laughs> we have a chance to be Malaperts for this show. Vlad texted me last night with an oy vey. With uh, he didn't like this episode. I probably didn't. I, I don't want to go so far as to say I didn't like it. But let's go through it. Robert, you watched this episode, right? I did. Yes. Okay. So we start out with Jericho versus Commander. Interesting booking. But uh, I will say that the one thing I liked about this match was the finish when Commander like did a flip and Jericho oh, yeah. caught him and put it into the lions the lion tamer. Okay, you know, I don't know. It was decent for the audience to see Commander flip around. It was an attraction. But overall, very strange booking to start the show, right? Uh, Vlad, let's start with Vlad first. Yeah, I mean, you you have to kind of like that style. I mean, once you've seen him do, uh, I'm talking about Commander, once you've seen him do all those flips once, you kind of... It's like a circus act, you know, like you get it, you know, you don't really need to see it again. I mean, I know some people kind of like that wrestling style. I do not like a guy doing all of that and and then still not winning a match after basically running through everything that he did. So, Well, what about the fact that they booked Jericho into a match? He's been in a major angle lately, you know, his, his, his crew is major. breaking up. You know, he's, he's yeah. getting recruited by Don Callis. So, you know, they put him in a match to make him look good and win. Yeah, he, um, he right. needed a win. <laughs> so right, I, Robert? Yeah. I guess I guess I saw that aspect of it, I guess. It just wasn't a very good match. Right, Robert? That's okay. I was okay. Were you okay with this booking to open the show, to open AEW Dynamite after uh, the collision we had? Could have been better. Nah. But you were okay with it. You no, didn't. You, okay didn't it, yeah. you didn't. You didn't. You didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. No. Well, okay. I just want to say you have to care. You have to care about this Jericho thing in the first place, and I do not. So that's that's maybe that's why fine. I more down, yeah, more down it, on it. Than it it is. It is quite a drawn out breakup for a a group that is pretty silly. But I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that right now. I'm gonna go through through everything that Jericho did in this night before I move on to the other stuff. So. Uh, Don Callis comes out to continue his recruitment of uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, shows them an old Vin- indie video that they were involved in together. 
And when they were look, looked really young, Don Callis said they looked like a couple of gods back then. And uh, Callis had all his hair. It was a fun, you know, interesting video. Um, bad. They they said they were both in a faction led by a guy named Bad News Allen, which I don't know. I've never heard of him, but uh, he died. And uh, yeah. Callis tries to entice Jericho into his family by saying that he thinks Bad News Allen would have wanted that. And then Jericho really like is thinking about it, like he wants to do it. So um, they uh, later on in the show, uh, Jericho, um, uh, his guy Jake Hager goes into his locker room and he wants to get the scoop on whether he thinks that the Jericho Appreciation Society is going to actually break up, which it looks like it is. It looks like it's over. He left his purple hat with him. He loves that hat. So this has oh, got to be over. And uh, Anna, Anna J-A-S, I, you know, probably going to have to change her name back to just Anna J. And um, what do you, I guess you, we already got Vlad's opinion about this. He doesn't care about the JAS. This is awful. Robert, good riddance to JAS or what? Um, especially with <laughs> Daniel Garcia around. <laughs> yes, please. Enough, Dude, enough. I hope Daniel Garcia still thinks, still wants to be a sports entertainer after he leaves uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society because as good as a wrestler he is, he's a way better sports entertainer in my opinion. But... I just want to say real quick, real quick, the Jake Hager stuff was so ridiculous, so dumb. <laughs> this guy hadn't even been on TV in months. And he was like, man, I gave up my life to be here. Like, I was an MMA. Go, go back. Nobody wants you here. Nobody misses you. Get out of here, man. What are you talking about? Nobody cares about this group. They're acting like Jericho, either Jericho thinks somebody cares about this group or or what? I don't even know what the heck they were talking about in this thing. I was just flabbergasted that Hager had the gall to say that, like, what's going to happen to our group and my career? Get out of here, bro. Nobody wants you on TV. Well, listen, before Jesus. we move on, I'll just say that I think the premise of the Jericho Appreciation Society is a little amusing. Because don't we all want to be appreciated? Doesn't it suck when you do things for people and they don't appreciate you? It's just fucking maddening, honestly. So I kind of get him. He wanted people to appreciate him, and he put himself around people who appreciate him. Anyways, uh, that's right. my thought. Right. <laughs> Robert, don't you like being appreciated? I appreciate you, Robert. Well, thank you. Thank you I for being on the show. You appreciate me. You see? Much nicer than not being appreciated, isn't it? Exactly. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so Don Callis, which is, is, uh, let's go through his story arc in this episode before we move on, because this, this stems from Jericho. So although he's heavily involved with Blackpool Combat Club, he, uh, is also, uh, in a feud with Kenny Omega, right? And, uh, the, the, uh, interviewer backstage asked him, uh, if, uh, he's concerned about Kenny Omega, and he says, no, the one person he's not concerned about is that gutless coward Kenny Omega. So he says he's going to go there alone at, at the end of the show to announce who's the fifth partner for Team Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, I'll skip to the ending just uh, for the moment. So um, it was a trap. They lured in Omega, attacked by Blackpool Combat Club, who was joined by Pac. Surprise, right? Kind of made sense, though, since he's from England. I guess he could join that Blackpool Combat Club or whatever. I don't know. I think, I think that one wouldn't be bad if he just joined the group. But okay, so they're holding down Omega, choking him, choking the life out of him with the steel chair to his throat. 
and uh, he tells them to look at the screen because uh, he's going to reveal uh, <laughs> the oh fifth member God. of what his group. <laughs> what are we doing, man? The guy has a future wrapped around his throat. And he's like, yeah, look at the screen. <laughs> I'm like, is this, is this real life? Is this real life? It's this not real life. Video- well, I get it, but this is them selling out the business. Is what's going on? Good God! Oh my God! This was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. I, I had the great. Well, I'm not going to give grades away yet, but I had at a, a, a certain grade, and then it went lower after this segment. It was unbelievable the stuff they were doing. Okay, continue, Ken. I'm sorry. Well, well, listen, Robert Kota Ibushi. Can you give us any any insights? Is he is he badass or what? Because you're the he's, only one here. Who's- Actually, pretty awesome. Um, it's just, uh, I think he's one of Kenny Omega's best friends. Um, they were in in New Japan. They were part of a, a tag team. I I'm not a fan of the name of their tag team. It, they were called the Golden Lovers. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was him. Okay, yeah. I know him now. All right, okay, I yeah, heard of they, that. Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega, they were the golden lovers. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. That name, I'm not sure about that. But, but no, but he, he is pretty awesome, though. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess he's in the, the New Japan version of the elite, right? They call themselves the golden elite, you know, but okay, because there's a Bullet Club gold, too. So fine. All right. So they put all that together. Vlad lambasted this segment already. All right. Yeah. But uh, let's go back. Uh, let's go do the rest of the dynamite real quick. Um, Jungle Boy and Hook. They had another pre-tape segment. I think they did everything for like ten weeks, like in that one back parking lot or something. But <laughs> <laughs> which is very, it's very economical. He hasn't left his car. He hasn't left his car in like three weeks. <laughs> he just there. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to go into the arena because it's an unsafe work environment because Hook keeps attacking him every time. So, again, Hook Hook grabbed him by the hair this time. And uh, I thought it, it, it was kind of a cool little spot where he grabbed him by the hair and then Jungle Boy elbowed him. I always liked Jungle Boy's work. I mean, when he work, was working with Christian, I thought the work was fucking A+. The work, the in-ring work, the fighting, the punching, the selling, you know... I'm a big fan of Jungle Boy's work. Short segment, okay, I don't have anything bad about to say, to say about this. It wasn't one of the worst backstage stuff, like, hokiest thing I've ever seen. But I'm going to move on because that was so short. Um, uh, MJF and Adam Cole are hanging out at a bar. Four mm-hmm. chicks come by. MJF was going to break two off for Adam Cole, like a good friend, right? Uh, two, for, two for you, two for me. And so MJF, uh, well, Adam Cole says he's uh, very committed to Britt Baker, okay? And MJF says that's fine, you know, it's commendable. So he took all four of them for himself into the bathroom. Very Enrique Iglesias of him, but okay. Uh, (laughs) So um, what happens? What happens next? Oh, uh, Adam Cole invites him over to his house to play video games. They play uh, Fight Forever. And uh, MJF says it's, that it's so much more fun playing video games with someone else. And Adam Cole's like, what the fuck? You've never played video games with anyone else? <laughs> he never, he's never had a friend to play video games with. Um, so Cole gets this like kind of poignant moment where he's, he's, he admits that uh, he was going to leave MJF laying during their tag team match and turn on him. And MJF goes, no way. I was going to do the same thing to you. <laughs> And from that moment, MJF and Adam Cole are now best friends. They admitted that they think each other is cool. And um, 
They both are now focused on winning the tag team championships. Adam Cole and MJF. Um, man, what do you think about this, man? They 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 both seem to compliment compliment each other pretty nice. Um, I didn't expect this at least, at least not this soon but i'm actually quite entertained by this to be honest, with you. To be honest i am too what about you vlad <laughs> i am entertained but it it does beg the bigger question should the, the world champion be in this more haha type segments but yes i i can't say i was not entertained you know i did laugh a couple of times for sure well um you know I think the acting from act. I know it's we're smarts here, but it it is acting. Okay, uh, the acting from MJF seems genuine to me. Like in the end, he's probably going to turn out to be heel again. But this like kind of like kind-hearted version of him, who's never had a good friend, you know, who's kind of like for the first time experiencing these things, it's kind of coming off to me, you know, personally. It's kind of nice to see, <laughs> but. I don't know how this is going to finish because everyone thought Adam Cole was going to be the one who's going to turn heel and join MJF. But instead, it's the other way around. MJF kind of turned face, and now everyone's rooting for both of them, right? So they had their match, their eliminator, no, not eliminator match. What is it? Blind tag team tournament match against Brian Cage and Big Bill. MJF didn't want to go into the match because he sees Brian Cage in the hallways and how buff he is, and he's going to run away. But Adam Cole had to go, you know, get him and encourage, encourage him. In the end, um, they hit the Heat Seeker and the Boom combo from MJF and Adam Cole to win. Post-match, MJF is really over in this town of, I think it was called Saskatoon, Canada. Crowd is totally into them, rooting for them. They got a new catchphrase. Uh, what is it? They're better than you, baby, right? Right, right. <laughs> yes. Well... Okay, let's just get a prediction on how this is going to end. Are they going to turn on each other and have a match, or are they going to be a team? Let's get your final prediction right now. <laughs> Robert. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen right away. They're going to let it marinate for a bit, but yeah, uh -huh. turn on each other. You think so? You don't oh, think yeah. this could be an everlasting friendship, Vlad? I don't know. I'm kind of feeling something fuzzy in my tummy from this. Yeah, no. Uh, MJF <laughs> no. is gonna. MJF is eventually gonna swerve him, and he's they're gonna. Maybe if they play. don't win this tournament, and then that'll be like the end of it, or something like that. Yeah, I don't think the long term booking is for them to be like tag teams. There, the booking would make more sense for them to have a few down the line. So uh, that's I don't know which way, which 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 way it's gonna go. But we'll see. You never know. You gotta keep. You gotta keep your eye on. Anything that happens on Dynamite because it's, you get, it's a little bit unpredictable. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. All right. Uh, let me get to a couple more things real quick uh, to end this show. So match of the night to me, and it would have been the match of the week for me if it wasn't for that Jay White Juice versus FTR match. But this was really good, I thought. Ruby Soho versus Sky Blue. Best match I've ever seen from either one of these two girls. Um, the Outcast got sent to the back after the ref caught them cheating, so they left Ruby to fend for herself, left them to work. It looked like a battle. Sky Blue is, like, really an attraction, I think, if you know what I'm saying. Mm, but in yeah. the end, yeah. she, she did the job. In the end, she did the job for Ruby, and I think Ruby should really thank thank her for making her look pretty damn good here. Um, 
did you guys feel anything like I did watching this match? Well, there wasn't much on this show, but no. I thought this was the match of the night by far. Yeah, no, I uh, sorry. I mean, I don't know who was supposed to go first. I'll just real quick. No, I did not. Uh, no, that feeling. I thought it was okay. I, th- I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad, but I don't remember. Th- I don't remember thinking that it was like some amazing match or anything like that. Like no, I, I, like no, no. I didn't get that feeling. I I thought they both looked like they were fighting for it. You know, I thought I thought the uh, sky looked like she sold really well and made made Ruby look good. You know, but that's just me. What about you, Robert? Get any thoughts about this match? I thought it was a good match. I, w- I wouldn't. I don't think I would give it as high praise as you did, but I, I did think it was good. Um, I enjoyed it. It was okay. Yeah. It was cool. All right. All right. Other than that, we got this Harley Cameron music video from QTV. She wants to prove that she's a more talented rapper than Max Caster. Okay. <laughs> Look, they, they put so much effort into this music video. I don't know how much money they spent on this. Uh, Robert, do you think Harley Cameron is talented? No. That's, <laughs> no? I, have more, I have more to say on this segment. I actually kind of prepared this for uh, since, since the podcast started. All right. So what did I think of that? It was garbage. What do I want from wrestling shows? Not this. It was a hot mess. Bet y'all didn't think you'd hear Rob spit. Rhymes with more dynamite than AEW. The Malapert podcast is where I'm coming through. Bring in the heat like Dominic without the booze. That's the truth. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Harley Cameron's music career needs to say goodbye. What? What? I can't believe this. What the fuck? That was way better than Harley Cameron. Damn. Yes, that was fantastic. That was great. Why didn't you make a video? He should have been in the video. He should have made a Man. video. You know, I don't I don't think she's that bad though. I mean she's a little she's a little hokey, but you know, goddamn, she can sing and she can rap. Jesus, you can't argue with that, right? Well uh, Robert? She can't I, I don't know if she can she can't rap. Can she maybe she has some sort of singing voice. Uh and she look I will say she's attractive. I don't think they're denying that, but that's about it. She's like more eye candy than anything else, and that's that's it. I, Damn. I don't want to speak about this. I don't really want to talk about this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Let's <laughs> move on. We got to go to bed. We got a couple more things. Swerve, Strickland, yeah, yeah. and Nick Wayne that they hyped up like so much, this little 18-year-old kid. I mean, it's impressive to me that an 18-year-old is on the show at this point. Good job. Good hard work. But did it need to be the main event of the evening? Robert, so. no, it was cool. I mean, not not a bad debut, especially for a, for an eighteen year old. But um, I I didn't think that needed to be the main event. I would have much preferred the um, MJF Adam Cole match to be uh, the main event. That's true, or the women's match. I you know, but okay, Vlad. I mean, this guy. I know you're not that impressed with his style. I don't think you like that style. Very flippity, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know much about him. I mean, I will say that he's seems like he could be a good kid and whatnot. But he has a, like a good story that they were like kind of describing about his dad and how he was trained. But he's 18. He looks really skinny. It looks pretty outrageous that he was out there. Not understanding. I'm not understanding this. I'm not feeling it. And plus, I don't really like the type that type of wrestling style that him and Swerve do. Not to say that. I know they're not like they're terrible. They they're they're probably decent workers, both of them in their own way. 
But he's 18 and he looks too skinny to be going up against like grown men. Like, I don't know. That's the way I looked at it. It was kind of a ridiculous thing. Robert, got any thoughts on Nick Wayne before we end the show? Is that Was that a boring end to the show? I don't know. I wasn't too into it myself. I've seen a lot of wrestlers like this. Yeah, I wasn't that into it, but I, I, I think he has a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, he has potential. I don't. Yeah, they didn't need to introduce him. I'm getting as a the... message saying my internet connection is unstable. Oh, it's okay. Oh no. Oh, can you hear me? Oh no, we can hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Am I frozen? Uh, no, I, no, no. No, you just got slower for a second. You went in slow motion and then you came back, but it's oh. okay. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, look. He's 18. They could have built up some kind of angle to put him to get him into the show. They just kind of stuck him into a match, very Tony Khan style. I wasn't. I mean, look, I'm impressed by him, but I I see a lot of people like him. The only difference is that he's 18. Okay, good for him though. I'm I'm happy for him. I think just us as a as a fans and a, you know analyzing the show, I think that hurt the show personally. So let's yes. get your final grades. Uh, Vlad, you go first. Yeah, I was going to give it like a C minus or maybe even a C, but like I said, the final segment with the Elite. Uh, yeah, one of oh, the, God. Again, one of, the, one of the most terrible things I've seen oh, God. in a while. Yeah, so and, then, get, and then it's once going, again. So it's going back to, it's, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but it's going, to, so it's going to the D category. It's going into the D category for that. I have to, you know, it was going to be a C or a C minus, but it's going into the D because that was outrageously terrible. Yeah, I mean, look. That's, that's the stuff you could get from the, e, those are the EVPs of the company. I know. I, I forgot to mention when we were talking about it, but yeah, they the elite were waiting, I guess, somewhere around the back, and they had to wait for that video to finish, and while their friend was getting choked out and everything, and then they they came out. Like, God, okay, yeah, they're they selling out the business, but then there's, like, the theatrics just ruining the logic of the story. God. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of with you, man. I think I would say C-. minus. How about you, Robert? So first, I want to say I'll, I'll give my raps a B plus, and then this show a C. A C, okay, all right. Okay. There you your go. Are, uh, what was your rap? A B minus? A B plus. I only started writing it when the podcast, uh, this episode uh, started. I just started writing it as it was going on. What oh, wow. the fuck? Very, that was. Huh? You got sick beats, man. You got to, you should do that. I mean, that's what you should be doing. Oh. Yeah, bro. You're wasting your time at your fancy high high end job that you got where you make a lot of money. Forget all that. Yeah. And just uh, go be a rapper. I, I I used to write a lot a long time ago, but I kind of stopped. <laughs> that's cool. Well, I never knew that. Cool. I mean, I knew that, but I never heard any of your actual work. That's cool. Well, listen, guys, it's getting late. Robert has to get up for work early. Let's end the show. You know, I'll, we always have stuff to talk about when it comes to wrestling. We could go forever. But, um, you know, we had a lot of talk to talk about this week. We uh, did a whole week's worth of shows and tried to cram it into like an hour or something. Uh, I don't know if we did a good job or not, but we hope anybody who's listening out there was entertained and, uh, you know, maybe it helped you get through work or something. So that would be nice. That would be nice. But listen, thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, good show. Uh, I'll put it out by morning. So have a good night. And uh, the next show is uh, going to be SmackDown tomorrow. Don't miss it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take care, guys. Have a good night. All right, guys. Good night. See you later.